Hi, my name is Jewel Sparks. I'm with Startup 42 Media, and we're here at Tech Barbecue catching up with one of the co-founders of Radiobotics, Stina Sorensen. How are you doing today? Hi, thank you for having me joining today. I'm doing very well, thank you. So Stina, what exactly does Radiobotics do? So at Radiobotics, we build machine learning algorithms that can detect diseases in plain 2D x-rays. And right now we are specialized into what is called MSK radiology. So meaning, meaning musculoskeletal radiology, meaning we're only focusing on bones and joints. And right now we have a product that can detect osteoarthritis in the knees. And it's a niche product, but we are obviously having a vision that we would like to cover all of the skeleton at some point. Nice. Okay. And so how was it, how difficult was it for you to basically integrate your technology into like mainstream um, radiology uh, services or radiology departments within hospitals and things like that? How did you guys crack the code in terms of being able to be used amongst radiologists? So it's a very good question because, I mean, it took us just as long as building the algorithms as it took us to understand how we integrate into the IT systems of the hospital because integrating new technology is not something that has done many times before. So there's a lot of things you need to understand. But obviously, we integrate into what is called the PAC system, which is the picture archive system in um, the radiology department. And that's where the radiologist would actually be viewing the images that has been taken, in this case, the x-ray. So we implement it into already existing IT systems. We don't necessarily do so much with the hardware, so the x-ray machines, but the, but the software that's already there. And then when the radiologist comes to actually is supposed to read the image, we have already provided the overlay on top of the image, and we have also written the report, meaning that we have given the, the, the description and the conclusion of what, it, what we have seen in the image. And that's done simultaneously with the image being acquired. Wow. So how did you guys as a team acquire this experience to be able to be trusted actually amongst this group of medical professionals? So first of all, you start finding people that believes in new technology and that sees the vision of what this can do and how important this can be in the future. Then you obviously need to do tests and trials in, in many variations to see how, how robust it is, how well it performs. And then obviously when you're ready, you go for a CE mark in Europe and an FDA clearance in the US. And we have got our first CE mark in Europe and we can actually commercialize it now. We're just going for an upgrade of our CE mark, meaning that we will live up to much higher standards of medical device as a software. That's absolutely fabulous. Tell us a little bit about your background, because again, I mean, I think you have to be highly technical as well as have a lot of relationships, I feel, in this particular um, health field, because I actually have worked a lot um, in the field of like immunology, endocrinology, and I know that radiologists are kind of really difficult in the sense that it's a very specialized um, medical professional profession. Yep. It's a very specialized medical profession. And so tell us a little bit about your team and how you were able to gain the trust of this particular subset of medical professionals. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the great thing here is that we are four co-founders. And so we are four people, one with, that has a background, has a PhD in machine learning and medical imaging. Our CTO, he has a great background in actually building technology and also deploying it because that's, you need to take it out of research and into deployment, right? That's a, that's a really great skill, skill that our CTO has. And then there's Matt, who is the CEO and who is also the one who initially 
got the idea to radiobotics working at Imperial College in London and an orthopedic clinic there. And then there's obviously myself and I have much more of a sort of a strategic and business background in terms of working with investors. And I also um, have had the pleasure to do an, an exit already into a company in Silicon Valley. So I obviously build on all of that expertise. So, so really the four co-founders, we really have great specialized skills that we can benefit from. And that's also why I think we have been able to reach that many goals in only three years is because there's four of us that can move things forward. Uh, so you uh, spent some time in Silicon Valley. I like that because I don't know if you know this, but I'm from San Francisco, Silicon Valley, and I've been in Europe um, for the last seven years. So tell us a little bit about some of the experience that you, um, or some of the experiences that you had in the Valley and that you were transferring back to your home country of uh, Denmark and how you are utilizing those skills to rebuild and to build up um, actually yeah. your, your future now in, uh, in, in technology. So when you come from a small country like Denmark and you, you land and put your feet on ground in Silicon Valley the first time, there are many things that you will learn. So, so I, I, I think really that there is a lot to be inspired from, but there is also a lot that you have to trust in that you bring over there as well. So I think it's, there's, it's a two-sided thing. I learned the first time I was in Silicon Valley was, you know, the speed and the pitching and all of those things. And I remember there was one guy saying to me, Stina, if you get twice as much money, can you build this twice as fast? And my CTO was like, sure. And then we just changed the slides and not asking for $1 million. We just asked for $2 million and it was easy. And I mean, those kind of things is really something I bring back is, you know, if you want it and you can build it and it has to go fast, you should need to do it. Um, and then you obviously take it back to Scandinavia and where you didn't try to refine it and you, you make it fit into, you know, the company you're building here. But I really think the outlook and sort of the perspectives that if you want to build something big, Scandinavia is not as a market within healthcare, not big enough for that. So you have to look outwards. Yeah. And how did your team actually, have you guys been affected or were you affected at all by the COVID-19? And then the second part of the question is, what are some great things that have happened for you and your company actually into 2020, either well, before or after COVID? We have been very fortunate in 2020, I think, despite everything else that has been happening around us. So just before the COVID hit, we were very fortunate to receive a grant from the Horizon 2020 program, which is a huge program under the European Commission. So we received $1.4 million in Congratulations. a- Congratulations. In a, in, in a grant. And, and obviously that is a soft, soft funding, so to say. And, and that was two weeks before. So we sort of had everything secured. And when all of this hit, we were, we were very comfortable that we will, you know, make it through all of this because we had just, how you say, been padding up or how you say. Um, then, of course, we have also been trying to figure out how should we do this. And there is two things is we, we then had time to develop, to refine everything, to make ready for regulatory approval. The only thing that we sort of need to do now is to get in touch with the hospitals. And they have obviously been focusing on other things because they have to, because it is a global health crisis and they don't necessarily have time to reach out to startups like us. We're seeing this opening up as well. So now we are ready to, uh, to reach out to them because we've been spending the time building and getting ready for approval. Another thing, great thing that happened was that uh, this week we got an award from the Danish Chamber of Commerce and it was handed 
uh, over to us by the, the Danish crown prince. And I mean, the attention and the amount of cheering that you receive when you involve the royal family and the recognition you get in this is, is quite overwhelming, I would say. But we have been celebrating well, I can, I can assure you that. Oh, super. So what's next for you, like within the next two to three months? And then um, how is it that people can align with you? Or are you going to be also uh, looking for funding uh, for the during for the duration of the rest of the year? If so, share some of those insights with us uh, before we sign off. So we have a huge range of milestones ahead of us. I mean, we are preparing now for our next funding round that will be our Series A round. We will close that in Q2 next year. So what we will need to do is that we need to get the upgrade of our CE mark. We need to get an FDA approval. We need to file some patents and we will need to hire more people for the money that we have just raised. And we will obviously need to see if we can have a presence both in the UK and the US. So that's what we will need to do for in very short term. We are hiring at the moment. And, and really, this is for us to show that we can, can, you know, go very far in a very short time, again, to prove that what we're doing is, is, is the right thing, but also that there is a need for this kind of product. Okay, well, let's really quickly, though, like take a, a look at your business model. So you just mentioned that you want to make sure that you have a presence in the UK and the US. Why is that exactly? So the NHS, which is the, the, the healthcare system in, in the UK, is, is very much focused on AI technology and new technology. And there's a, there's a lot of programs, there's a lot of initiatives. There's also seemed to be a great understanding of what this technology can do to them and how it can actually improve the workflows and make, make the whole system more efficient. So there is an, um, an openness towards this kind of technology. And then obviously, it's also a very large market. So in that sense, it's very interesting. It's the same with see in the U.S., we have been fortunate to be accepted at Texas Medical Center's Accelerator Program in the U.S., and that has sort of given us a fast track to understand the U.S. market, to get foothold there, to be introduced to all of the hospitals at Texas Medical Center. So that's obviously why we have chosen those two areas as of now. So your business model is to basically be very strong what, in Denmark and then, and then immediately the UK and somewhere in the US or Denmark and spread throughout the rest of parts of Europe. That's kind of what I'm trying to understand. Yeah. So obviously we would like to keep our, all of our R&D and all of these things in Denmark because we have great relationship with the, with the universities, getting the talent, but also with the hospitals. So we would like to, to stay here to do those things. Then we obviously like to get the commercial benefit both in Europe, but also in the US. And, and the thing is that, that there is not many things we can learn from and there's not much market research that we can take in. So we will really have to try. And that's why, why Texas Medical Center is interesting for us. It is also the world's biggest medical center. So, I mean, a small company, if you could think of anywhere you'd like to install your technology, I would say it's there. So, so in that sense, we're also aiming high. Um, we also have some, some research collaborations with hospitals in, uh, in Holland and in Germany, in Berlin, in Scheite, in Berlin. And, and those would obviously also be places we could commercialize, but we still have to finalize the, the clinical trials that we are preparing for. Ah, super. That's great. Okay. Thank you, uh, Stenna Sorensen. It has been a pleasure catching up with you today. Congratulations to all the great wins that you've had in 2020 with Radiobotics. And once again, this is Jewel Sparks with Startup 42, and we are at Tech Barbecue Digital this year.